Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! That was a that was a, that felt like a bigger one than usual. That's our first uh, home game Maroon Friday. Thought I'd give everybody a good woo to start the day. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm fueled by our sponsor here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can I, smell the blueberry. I, I just had a little extra energy this morning. I like that. I like that this morning. First off, no, this morning as you listen, I, want, I want to give a shout out to, Joel, is to, to Joel's wife because he the, the the raindrop is a little feeling a little under the weather. A little today. under the weather, right? And evidently under the weather enough that dad wasn't enough. Mama had to come home and be with the child. If if that had not happened, it was going to be a late night in Starkville for you and I recording yeah. this podcast. Well, there's it's actually. It's not really fit for it. It's not a bad story, but there's more to the story than that. I will share that with you uh, later. We don't. We don't need to start the day off did, with did this. He, but, did he make a mess but, that you couldn't clean up? No, no. There, there's there's other uh, other factors involved okay, in this. I was but, wondering. But yes, I'm glad to hear that because I was wondering. I was like, what does she think she can do that you can't do? <laughs> like once again, fathers being discriminated against out there. It's happening again in my uh, own home. No, she trusted me completely to have this thing under control. Mm-hmm. Um. It was just some cir- some other circumstances changed, yeah, which allowed it to happen. This and now the so. title is in abeyance. So anyway, yes, yes, all right, all but, right uh, then. But anyway, yes, well, my, my wife is does deserve praise though. Yes, because she got us doing this podcast at a reasonable time instead of after you get done covering high school volleyball tonight. And that's not that's even right. a joke. He is that's covering high school. Correct. The, yeah. the statewide mm-hmm. ranked. So so many people are like, get a, get a job. You don't do anything when state's not playing games. I, I, I can't speak for you know everybody, but my, my part of my job has a high school component. I don't always tweet about it because, yeah. quite frankly, while you know those girls work hard and I, this is not a shot at them, most of my Twitter followers do not care about care. Starkville yeah. High Volleyball. So I, I don't tweet about all the prep stuff that I do. But, but yes, there is – not just a Mississippi State component to my job, but there are, there are other things that you do not see. There you go. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's podcast. We appreciate it. If you're at supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting your podcast from, we always appreciate our listeners, especially the servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We also want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Uh, this weekend when you're up in Starkville, make sure you give them a look. You know, you want to get that caffeine jolt in the morning. You know, get something to treat yourself to a nice sweet treat after the game. I'm kind of getting it's kind of <coughs> like an alternate reality here. I'm getting a, a caffeine jolt in the afternoon. Yeah, but most people will see this as caffeine jolt in the morning because they listen to it on the way to work. Right, right, right. So yeah. Oh, my, my mom called. I got to call her back when we. Yeah, we, you do that. Man, don't ever, don't ever not call your mama. Yeah. You ever watch that Bear Bryant commercial? You talk about bring a tear to a glass eye. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I do. Okay, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't not watch that and get a little, you know, a little lump in the throat. Uh, especially when like so it, it gets retweeted sometimes by people who I know their mother has passed away and they're just like, I wish, oh my god, oh my god, I'll call. I'll call right now. <laughs> Quit with the guilt. I'll call right now. So you know who else does a lot of guilt, by the way, in Twitter? Joe Moorhead. He's always retweeting the Humane Society. I'm like, Joe, stop. I don't all, all need the guilt. Little, isn't it Jewel? No, it's it's Sarah, Mag- it's Sarah McLaughlin again. Oh, Sarah McLaughlin. Okay. She is Sarah McLaughlin is the woman you call when you need a sad song to to put as background music. Why do you think it was Jewel? I don't know. I don't know. I'm an idiot. That's probably why. Okay. I don't know my music. Could have been Lisa Loeb. I don't know. That, that's why I'm not. You know, we do the rumblings every week and yeah. things. And Bob used to. You guys could ask him some. Bob knew a lot of music stuff. He, yeah. he knew a lot of musical pop culture <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. That if you ask me. I can't help you out much. Why did Dan Mullen ask, answer that question? I don't know. Eh. That, that was your high-pitched voice getting away from you yeah, right there. Yeah, got away from me. Sorry, uh, 
pizza and camo. Yeah, whatever. It is. Wherever you are. All right. Today's show is the three P's, as you as you well know. It's uh, time to talk about Mississippi State versus USM. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Possibly four P's. Possibly five P's. We, we, we don't need to get into all the P action that I'm, could be I'm happening. Uh, but that said, Mississippi State versus USM. On paper, State has advantages all over the field, but no no more so than the fact that the USM offense is really, really limited. Um, they, they have trouble running the football, and that was before uh, their leading rusher from a season ago, Travinsky Mosley, was injured. Uh, he led the Golden Eagles last year with just under 500 yards rushing. This was not a good rushing team a year ago. Only averaged about 112 yards uh, on the ground. Jack Abraham, the quarterback, Easily the most experienced quarterback in the state of Mississippi, as far as the big three goes. He threw for uh, twenty, almost 2,400 yards last year, completed 73% of his passes. That's a very impressive number. 15 touchdowns to 10 picks. To me, it looks like USM is sort of one-dimensional here. So my, my, my thought is, if I'm Bob Shoup, I'm going to attack that dimension all out. I am going to blitz, blitz, and then blitz some more. I'm going to make... Jack Abraham as uncomfortable as I can because it doesn't appear like you have much of a running game to alleviate that pressure. I think you're going to see that anyway because State didn't pressure the quarterback enough last week. I agree with that too. So I, I think that that would probably – I mean, that's just guessing, but I, I think that would be an emphasis this week. I mean, last week they had one sack and it was a team sack. So no individual player got credited with any sort of sackage a week ago. Sackage. Sackage. Um so I do think that State's really going to make a concentrated effort to get after Jack Abraham. And it does play the <coughs> dual positive, as you said, uh, of, of attacking the strength that, that that offense might have. So, so yeah, I, I think you're right on with that. Um, I mean, you don't get paid the millions that Bob Shoup does, but if you did, I think you got a good game plan there. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind the millions. I'll be totally honest with you. Does he pay, get paid millions? And he's, millions. He, he's like a high six-figure guy, I think. But I take that too. I'm not. I'm not gonna sneeze at it. I, I, I've got his uh, contract over here in my email, but it doesn't include. Let's like, not look Bulldog, all that up. Well, it doesn't include like Bulldog Club, right? Additions and right. things like that. So Any, I, anything free firehouse subs or something like that. I don't know what he gets. So, uh, are, are, is it a blitz heavy game package, or is it just we're gonna bring pressure and maybe one extra guy, or is this one of those situations where we're like, let's just bring the house a few times and see what happens? How, how, how would you play it? Because Abraham is a quarterback that if if you can pick up the blitz can't hurt you. I'm always maybe I would be a poor defensive coordinator, but I'm always one that's like let's see if we can get pressure with the front four kind of deal first. And if you can't, then you start adding adding some things to the mix. USM's offensive line is not not terrible. Uh, it's, yeah. it's good. The thing is though, I I just don't know that this is going to be a front four for state this year that's going to be able to consistently get pressure. Okay, that's a big statement now. Well, because, I mean, well, and, and I think that the basis of that is there's no Simmons in the middle to eat up, and you know, it's, I mean, the, it, the so it's more and, Simmons and Sweat. Yes, yes, it's it is more the interior being what it is. I don't than, disagree. Than Rivers, I mean, I, I think Chauncey Rivers and 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 Marky Spencer and Kobe Jones and, and Fletcher Adams and, and your end, I think you're in fine shape at the ends, but you don't have that big mauler in the middle sitting there that 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 the, that the line has to account for that that. They, could it somebody works hand in hand, and, and so anyway, I, could somebody become that? Not 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 to be another Simmons. Not another there, there's Simmons. not another Simmons, but somebody who can at least uh, you know draw enough attention, a love it, a crummity. Could somebody become that? That by the end of the season, you're you're getting more pressure from your ends. I mean, you'd have to think young guys that hadn't played a lot is going to get better and better. So I mean, yeah, you'd have to think that would would help. And and oh, by the way, you know, he missed last week, and 
I'm going to guess he's going to miss this week, and I'm going to guess he's going to miss six more. But Lee Autry, whenever he plays, whenever he's able to get out there, I mean, I think that helps a ton too. So we'll see when he's out there and when he isn't. And, uh, so, yeah, I think there are some games ahead where you'll, you'll see that, again, like you said, not like Simmons, but it'll be better. But it's just going to be so tough for that defensive line to by themselves this year get a ton of pressure, I think, because of the inexperience in the middle. I mean, there there's nobody getting double teamed in the middle. You know, there's it's just going to be a situation to, to where if a Chauncey or a Marquise or somebody breaks loose and, and gets some pressure on, on the quarterback, they're going to have to do it themselves most times. You know, they're not getting the help in, inside that, that last year's line got. State forced four turnovers, not five, because, by the way, they what's, had five, and now what, they have four. What's the point of that? Why are we going back and looking at stuff? Who cares? Accuracy, Brian. Accuracy. Accuracy. No, that's not it. I don't. I don't get it. Like they took they took an interception away from Mari Smitherman. Let, let the man live. It, you know. I've ha- I, have you not seen before? You know, statistical adjustments where like a, a player might end up with 99 yards and magically the next day another yard was found. The most famous example of that to me is Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. You remember that? Yep. 2007 <laughs> Egg Bowl. He, he finished the game and he had like 997 yards on the season and they came back a week later and was like, thousand. You're sure exactly at that. They found three yards somewhere. Like it was, we thought we counted as a pass, but it was actually a carry. It's a thousand. Yeah. It's a, it's just dumb. <laughs> but that said, State did force four turnovers. That is a promise. If you're not going to be able to get the pressure like you discussed, which I don't know that I'm going to concede that as easily as you are, but if you can't get pressure, you better be forcing turnovers. And State got four in the first game. Yeah. It, more than they had in any game last year. So the, in that in that instance, uh, State's already topped last year's defense, as far as that goes, in, in a single game. Um and I want to go back to the pressure thing a minute. It's not that I don't think State can get pressure. I just don't think that the majority of it this year is going to come from the front four. Okay. I mean, how many times have we already heard, and granted, we're not going to talk to Bob Shoup, I don't guess, a ton throughout this year, but in camp and things, we've heard Shoup and some others talk about how, you know, there are ways to go about when the strength of your defense is no longer the line. There are ways to go about – I don't want to say masking it. I don't want to say it's a weakness. But there, there are ways to put emphasis on other positions. So I feel like that the pressure is going to come, whether it's through, you know, using Brian Cole in a blitz package kind of deal, any of that kind of stuff. You know, I, I feel like pressure – Shoot's going to find a way to get pressure. may not be with those front four, but I think State will find a way to pressure the quarterback. Um, but, yeah, whether they do, whether they don't, if State consistently is forcing three and four turnovers a game – you're going to be in good shape. I would say if State gets two turnovers in this game, it almost locks it up for them. Oh, yeah. Assuming they don't you know, Assuming you, they the don't favor. turn it over four or five times. Yeah. Right. Um, most important thing to do in this game, is it, is it getting turnovers or getting pressure for you? I think it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. if, they, if they create pressure, they probably get some more turnovers. But uh, I think for the long term of Mississippi State football this season – it would do well for confidence' sake to to find to, to get pressure on the QB. I mean, to I don't want to say replicate last year's defensive chaos that that group could cause, but to 
to kind of get their swagger back a little bit and get after the QB. So I, I, I'm going to say that. I, I'm going to say getting after the after the quarterback because I do think that if State's able to do that, that you know Southern's offense isn't going to overwhelm them, and State should be in fine shape. I, I just I feel like for this game and for the the ten regular season games and possibly a bowl game to follow should be a bowl game to follow. It, it's just. It would be better for Mississippi State football to see their defense get after the QB in this game. Yeah, you'd like to see a couple of sacks for sure, but you'll take the turnovers one way or the other. Offensively, as we, as we switch gears here, we talked a lot about that yesterday, but for me, what I want to see is I want to see two things. I want to see a little more balance in, in who's getting carries. I still want to see Kylan Hill with 20 carries. That's going to be interesting, by the way, with Kylan, because I was yeah. looking through Southern's notes. They hadn't allowed a 100-yard rusher in a game. And I want to say 15 straight games. So it's going to be interesting, though. You got a guy that rushed for 197 a week ago, and, you know, he can bust loose at any time. It's going to be interesting to see how Kylan stacks up against that defense. I agree. I agree. If, I mean, if he goes over 100 against this defense, that's a good sign. Yeah. But I like to see seven of his carries end up with either Nick Gibson or you know, what Nick had two, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, five or six more to Nick. And I want to see Lee Witherspoon get a couple of carries. I asked Joe Joe Moorhead about that on Monday. This is a green light game where they expect to play the true freshman. But I, I, what I didn't ask, and I guess I should have followed up with, was, you know, is anybody going to play that you, you didn't play last week? Because Witherspoon's the guy. You know, we talked him up a little bit last week and thought maybe he'd have a, a spot. I think the defensive performance negated that. I think it stated taking control of the game and we're up four or five touchdowns at some point, yeah, you would have yeah. probably seen him. At- I, I think maybe you were getting on the cusp of that when it was 35-14 or mm-hmm. something like that, and then the Cajuns got right back into game. So you didn't really get a chance to see that. But, but right. yeah, I'm with you. Um, so I want to see you know that bad – just a little bit more – it's all about that balance, Joel. And then offensively from the, in the passing game, is Osiris Mitchell going to be that guy? Is he going to be – can, can he have back-to-back games like he had? Can he go another five, six catches, 80 to 100 yards? Because if that happens, you're going to start feeling some confidence that he can be that 500-yard receiver, that he can, that State can finally have a guy they can that they can rely on, the guy they haven't had since Fred Ross left. Yeah. I mean, it certainly seemed like he may be, may be that guy. I mean, Tommy targeted him, I, I think, nine times yeah. last week. I think it was 11. Oh, it may have been 11. Yeah. Okay. I, I look back at the uh, – the live stats actually this morning it said nine, but that could have been off by a couple. You know, mm-hmm. as we have seen with the Smitherman turnover that is now not a turnover. Sometimes things change after the game, um, but but whether whatever the case is, double digits right around that target. Seems like Tommy Stevens doesn't mind throwing the ball to Osiris Mitchell, and and, and a lot of those times, you know, he. I mean, he, look, he was open on the 70-yard would-have-been touchdown pass that was just a little bit overthrown. And thing. yeah, you know, if, I think about that if he catches that ball. And he comes out of that game with what nearly 150 yards. He would have had seven catches for close to 150 yards. With I mean, two so touchdowns. so he's like 30 or 35. percent I guess it'd be 30 percent of the way to. I, I'm bad at math. Anyway, that that had been uh, getting on up there towards that 500 yard mark after just one game. Uh, had that catch been made, but um, he sure looked impressive in week one. And I mean, it, it he doesn't have to shoulder the whole load either because you don't feel like that that he's just head and shoulders above a Gidry or anything like that. But State had nine guys catch passes last week. Um, I don't know, man. That, that was as as promising of a start for that receiver core as you could have had. 
and, and Osiris, I guess, you know, led it. So I, I'm interested to see if he can become the guy, but I'm more interested to see if the receivers in general continue their progress that they showed last week. Can we see more from the tight ends this week? Only two catches total for them. Yeah, I think we had a, a question. I can't. I don't think we answered it in the rumblings. Like, was it just all talk again about the tight ends? After one game, I can't really see say that. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, because State was so effective running the ball, you know, the tight ends were just sort of an afterthought. Now, that's been the case so many times, but – in a game like this, where you know USM's run defense is pretty good, maybe you got to throw the ball a little bit more. Let's see if they can't spread the. You know, if, if you're going to complete 20 passes, I like to see more than two to the tight ends. Yeah, five to the tight ends would be great. But we'll just have to see how it goes. You know, I don't, I don't know how that's going to. Uh, I, I, that's just one of those wait and see kind of things for me. You know, it's just been, it's been like this for so many years now that I just feel like I'll, I'll wait till you know when. When Farad Green walks off the field and he's had a four catch for 65 yard and a touchdown, then, then we'll say, okay, yeah, they're a little bit bigger piece of it. Yeah. Until then, we, we can't really do that. And then the offensive line, you know, this is this should be a game sort of similar to last week, really, where physically they just have such an advantage that State should be able to, to move the football. I don't think offense is going to be – this is the second week in a row. I don't think offense is going to be a problem. It's all about – the, the defense, and it's all about, you know, this is an offense that is, they'll tell you that they're limited. You know, they have trouble running the ball and their leading rusher is hurt. You should be able to contain them pretty easily. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying it should, you know, negative yardage. It's not going to be like when they played Charleston Southern a couple years ago. <laughs> or, you know, there shouldn't be a third and 93 situation. But th- this should be a game where you have control of the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And if you don't, it's a problem. It is a humongous concern in the weeks ahead if it doesn't start on Saturday being a huge concern. But, yeah, you're right. It should be a game so cliche. I mean, who whoever controls the line of scrimmage wins. But you would think State should be able to to control it. Um, and, and if State's line, defensive line struggles again, uh, that's a concern. If there's missed tackles again, that's a, obviously huge red flag. Um, I guess the thing is, you just want to see, especially defensively, you, you just want to see, as Joe Moorhead said after last week's game, that group start to find their identity. You know, he told them last week after the game that Sweat, Simmons, Abram, they're not walking back through that door. You have got to find your identity. And you would kind of like for them, whether it is, you know, through that linebacker unit or through some creative blitz packages, whatever, you would like for them to, to try and, and start to kind of – I feel like so much of the talk about the defense has been, you know, can they be 2018 or close to it? You would like for them to just start becoming themselves. We've heard that talk all through camp of how the coaches have said, don't try to be Simmons or Sweat or Abram, just be you. And uh, maybe they can start getting there because they didn't get there last week. And uh, if, if this group is going to threaten to win nine games, which, you know, I still think is possible because states, you look at that schedule and they're – you know, arguably already better than eight of the teams on it. And if you sneak up and win another one, there's nine. And I mean, who knows what could happen? To have a chance to do all that, this defense has to find its footing. And it didn't a week ago. So I, I'm really going to be keying in on that to, to see if there's progress there. And against an offense that shouldn't be as electric, you should see that progress. And if you don't, oh boy, you really start getting a little bit fretful about things. Yeah. Who's your uh, playmaker for this game? You know, we, we screwed it up, by the way, last week. We're supposed to do more than just one. Let's let's do that. Let's who's your offensive playmaker in this game? Uh, I think I'm going to go Osiris to see if he can back up a strong, strong start last week and and start to maybe solidify himself as that go-to guy. 
Uh, certainly looked like he might a week ago. Um, so, so I'm interested to see how often Tommy targets Osiris. Um, so yeah, think think I'm going to stick with with Osiris. Okay. For me, uh, I think it's going to have to be Kylan Hill. I want to see if he can back to back big games. Didn't have that last year. Didn't have back to back big games ever. So can you do another twenty carries, hundred plus yards, get in the end zone kind of game if you can? At that point, I think my my concerns of the running game and how much they're going to involve Kylan Hill will be alleviated. You see two games in a row. Although you know, I, I still keep an eye on Stevens and the completion percentage. Defensively, my playmaker, I think you sort of hit on it. You know, pressure. They need to get that. Chauncey Rivers has got to be that guy. Uh, I want to see him get a sack in this in this football game. He's a guy that you know. We had the chance to speak to him on Wednesday night. Uh, he talked about, you know, hey, he's like, look, we, we we felt like we did a good job, but we were right. We didn't get home on some of those blitzes and some of those pressures. We've got to get there and get some some quarterback sacks. You know, part of the reason UL had a lot of success is how many times were they ever in second and 15, second and 17? You know, that's where that last year's defense thrived. Yeah. He made it impossible to get first downs. So that's what this defense needs to do, and Chauncey Rivers will be a big part of that. He's my defensive playmaker. Who you got? I was going to go that direction, but since you did, I'll go a different direction. I feel like if Chauncey is able to get that pressure, then that means good things for the secondary. It's going to force some throws out of Abraham. And uh, I feel like that uh, Dantzler, he, he might have his side locked down. I feel like Smitherman might too, but they may be more inclined to go Smitherman's direction than Dantzler's. So I'm going to go with Maurice Smitherman. Let's give him that pick this week that he didn't that he had and then got put taken it back away from. on the board. Let's put it back on the board. I'm going to go with like Maurice that. Smitherman. I like that. Who's your X factor? X factor. Uh Let's see. Well, who'd be a good X factor for this week? I hadn't, hadn't thought much about this. Uh How about Tucker Day? Ooh. Ooh. That's deep. I like it. Go. I mean, this shouldn't be a game where every little thing matters because, as you'll see with prediction in a minute, I don't think it's going to be incredibly close. But if Tucker Day, his two punts in the Superdome are indicative of what he is now, can can drop it on a dime and, and uh, pin opponents inside the 10-yard line, shoot, pin them inside the one in the Superdome, I mean, what a weapon he could be for State this year. If he has – if his game has developed to that point, he, he sure looked – Pretty doggone good in his two punts in New Orleans. So I know that that's a little bit off the beaten path, but he looked really good towards the back half of last year, and then he kind of salvaged the special teams' day for State last last weekend. So I'm kind of interested to see should he get the opportunity to do so, and who knows, maybe State's offense explodes and he doesn't get to punt much. But um, I'm interested to see if he continues to what's been an upward trend the last season, you know, the last half of last year and now the first game of this one. So yeah. I'll be eyes on Tucker Day. I'm on, I'm on, I'm with you sort of on special teams in that we talked a little bit about it yesterday about Jalen Adams and the, the big returns. Malik Deer had a big return. Mm-hmm. Can he be a bigger piece? Can he be a guy, you know, if this is a game where you think MSU can force some punts, can he keep that going and, and, and get another big return, maybe take one all the way back? Plus, I want to see if that's that's a guy I think can make a contribution in the passing game or, or offensively, I guess I should say. So can State find a way to get him the ball a little bit? I'd like to see that happen. I think he's a talented player. I think he's back to his old self, that explosiveness. So we'll see. I, I'd like to see Malik Deer get a, a, big, a bigger percentage of the pie uh, this week. Prediction time, Joel. Who you got? I am going to go with the Bulldogs. I think they will... I think they'll look pretty doggone good offensively. I, I feel like Tommy's going to have a big showing in front of the home crowd in, in game one. 
Um, I know that, that Southern's defense hadn't allowed more than 28 points and I think it's 15 or so straight games, something like that. Uh, that may not be exact, but it's it's a bunch of games in a row. But I think that that streak ends. Um, I'm going to say that State wins this one. I'll give them 38 points for the second week in a row. I'll say 38-13. All right. I'll go Mississippi State 38-13. We're, we're sort of on the same page here. I, I, I don't know – I like to see them crack forty, but I think this USM defense is good enough to keep them under that. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the, the score that it was when the game sort of turned away from MSU last week. Thirty-five fourteen is going to be my final score for MSU. A good offensive day, well over four hundred yards. I think Stevens will be efficient with the football again. I'll put Kylan Hill over hundred yards. I think defensively you'll see a lot more. And I, the thing is, though, I don't know how much we'll be able to judge from it because USM just they're just not very good offensively. That said, you know what do I always say if you play a bad team and they're good against you. That's never good. Yeah, you come out of this game and Southern's put up twenty eight points on you. Yeah, then 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 you got some real question marks. There'll be some interesting things that are true on Monday. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. Actually, I had. <laughs> so we'll talk about that on Monday, though. We will recap uh, what should be a very hot day again. MSU released that uh, information. I want to re- reiterate it. Please drink as much water, and it is water. People are saying water. Yeah. If you want to drink the football water before the game, that's fine. But today, you need to be drinking water. All right? I never remember them putting this much emphasis on hydration and things. Like, we've had some really hot games before. This is going to be be a really hot one. So, drink water today. What do they not drink, Joel? Do you know? What should they not be drinking? A little bit of the bubbly. (laughs) Don't drink that. I I was going to try to work it in somehow. Uh, But, yeah, drink some water. Dress light, white cl- white clothes. Wear your white shirts for this one, and uh, take care of yourself. If you we'll- ever want to go shirtless, <coughs> this is paint the day. your body. This is the day. I wouldn't paint my body because it's just going to run off. That's true. It's going to be. I don't think they make sweatproof paint. Did you ever go shirtless to a game? The only time I ever considered it, I never have. But I think we talked about it. Somebody tweeted about it the other day. I miss you, history. I said the ninety, uh, the two thousand Memphis game. That state played in the Liberty Bowl, and my, my our tickets were on row one. So whatever the tempo on the field is, I was I was enjoying those temperatures, and uh, I wore a maroon shirt like a dummy, and I bought a liter bottle of water to the game. They let us come in with it. I refilled it in the water fountain like five times, and I didn't go pee once. I just sweated it out, and that is the closest I've ever been to saying I'm going to take my shirt off because I was so hot. It was as miserable, miserable, miserable. But no, I've never gone shirtless in public outside of a swimming pool uh, in my life. Nor shall I. I'm not. I'm not, no, nobody needs to see that. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that. I promise. You don't want to flaunt what the good Lord gave you. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I think I've. I think I've added to what the good Lord gave me. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I renovated that house and added on a couple of rooms that he didn't. That the, the original floor plan didn't intend. So, all right, guys, have a great weekend. First weekend of football here in Starkville. Joel and I'll be back with you on Monday, or hopefully on Sunday afternoon, uh, to talk what happened and at Davis Wade Stadium between Mississippi State and Southern Mississippi. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.